Take a chance. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. America's number one source for news with Tom Novak. Good evening, everyone. Throughout Europe, there are celebrations in the streets as what has been dubbed the Great Revolution is said to be officially over. But in England, the city of London has been completely destroyed. The loss of life has been called the worst the world has ever seen. There is no official count, but the estimated death toll from the nuclear blast that leveled London is estimated to be as high as 8 million people. But throughout Europe, the total number of casualties is astronomical in comparison. Some say it could be as many as over 20 million dead. But there has been no official count made public by any government thus far. Although many throughout Europe, the Middle East and China are treating this cataclysmic end to the war as a victory for the cause to free humanity... Others harshly criticize this destruction of London as evil and the antithesis of what humanity stands for. In an exclusive interview, I sat down with President Wei of China to discuss the end of the Great Revolution and what this means to the entire world. President Wei, I want to first thank you for making yourself available for our program. Thank you, Tom, for inviting me. Sir, many are calling this the end to the Great Revolution. Others have called it World War III. What do you call it? Tom, there is no question what the world has experienced was a great war. But it was mainly England and Europe against America and American allies. So that would not technically be the entire world that was at all. I understand, sir. What does the end of this war mean to China? And the second part to that question is, what does it mean to the whole world? Well, it means there is a new world order now, and King Asilis is at the helm of the order. He has a mission for all of us human beings who occupy this planet, that is to destroy the evil masters of deception of the kind this world has been a slave to without even knowing it. For China, it means we are on the right side of this fight against these evil people. The Drax. You're referring to the race known as the Drax that allegedly have been controlling governments for centuries. Am I understanding you correctly? Yes, they are the two enemies of mankind. There's no allegation of this matter. It is true. They have been, as you said, behind the curtain, pulling the strings of the world leaders for centuries, and now they're exposed. Now we will unite as a people. If we want to become masters of our world once again, we may fight amongst ourselves over territories and even resources. But this is human nature. But when people war with each other for the sole purpose of creating chaos in order to deceive and control the masses, 
then we can never develop or advance as a species. Our evolution has been stifled for nefarious reasons. Tom. Let's suppose we unite the world and defeat these masters of the world, as you say. How would we be able to fight them? They appear to be much more powerful and technologically advanced than we are. Do humans possess weapons that can compare to their technologies? Uh, clearly, we are in possession of some、uh, very exotic weapons. But I'm not at liberty to discuss what else we have to fight them, because they are likely watching this broadcast. And well, you understand. Of course, we're all on the same team here. But let's suppose humans do defeat the Drax. What do you think the world would look like then? Can you speak to the political dynamics that might come of an Earth free from the masters of the world? Could China coexist in a world with an American king in control of everything? I certainly hope we can coexist. This is why China is allies with America. To ensure we have a place once we do defeat the enemies of mankind, you see, Tom, this is not only about the survival of our human species, but China's sovereignty. If other countries had aligned with each other, they could have kept their sovereignty, but they chose to resist and resist at all costs, and in the end, they paid a very steep price. China was not willing to take that chance. Because we know for a long time about these masters of the world, and when Asylus asked us to join them in this fight, we did not hesitate. Well, President Wei, you have certainly given us a whole lot to chew on. Thank you again for speaking so frankly with us. It is truly necessary, Tom, for everyone to be as well informed and honest as possible. I agree 100%. We'll be back with more. After these messages, New Kingdom Radio Theater. Hi, this is Mouse. I'm Weens, and we are two sisters with the Mouse and Weens podcast. Nice and clear. <laughs> Come take a listen. It's fun. We talk about life, love, and pubic hair. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> and all sorts of fun family memories and stuff. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> We're on all the platforms, and we hope you take a listen. Bye. Bye. Suck it. World War III might have been over, but other wars loomed as America moved on the continent of Africa. Several African countries never even bothered to put up a fight, and even welcomed America and Kinsales to rule them and rid their countries of the corrupt warlords that kept their people impoverished. Asylus received some pushback from the Chinese president, asserting China had many ongoing projects in expansion of their operations in Africa. President Wei expressed his admiration for the king and for executing his plans. Wei said, "You now oversee more lands than any emperor, king, or conqueror in human history." Yours is truly an empire now, and I'm happy to be your ally, Asylus. 
Surely, there is little to be lost by you. Shall you allow China to mine Africa for some modest resources? Hazalis, highly suspicious of President Wei, requested a detailed list of everything China wished to mine, and assured him everything would be inspected. But he also warned China. If they attempted to deceive him in any way with minerals or anything not on the list of approved mining resources, he would consider it a breach in their agreement and an act of war. This would bode very badly for the state of China. President Wei. Expecting this reaction, expressed no such deception would happen under his watch. But unbeknownst to Asilas, Wei and others in his government were having secret meetings with the high order of the Drax reptilians. In initial talks, the Drax promised the Chinese their country would stand as rulers of the world should they help them overthrow. King Asylus and America. Kneel before your master, Wei. Your Highness, I'm honored you have agreed to speak with me in person. I am no person, Wei. I am a princess of the Drax High Order. You shall never address me as an equal to you ever again. Do I make myself clear? Yes, your hands. Do not lift your eyes to me. Now, explain what it is you need from us. King Osiris is planning an attack of your domain. Of this, we already know of. We wish to help the Drags and be allowed to remain as your human representatives and masters of humanity. Once your forces crush America, <laughs> you wish to be the replacements of the current remaining human royals. That's correct, Your Highness. And how will you compensate us? China has the largest secular population in the world. Upon America's defeat, we will impose reinstitution of ancient, traditional religions to grow the internal fear in our people. With the increase of their level of fear, there will surely be a plentiful bounty of pure sacrifices made to you. I see. Well, Bing. I shall certainly give your proposition some thought, and pass it on to my lords if I believe it is genuine. You may leave my presence now. Thank you eternally, Your Highness. What do you make of President Wei's interview the other night? He seems to be laying it on thick. I've never trusted President Wei, sir. 
The more he tries to act like our friend, the less I believe we should trust him. We just need him to stay in place until we defeat the Drax. I understand, Your Majesty. But you must know, they are also aware of this, and they know the clock is ticking on them. If you want my opinion, sir, I suspect they have a plan to betray us when the time is right for them. And what time would that be? Well, I have a hard time trying to think like a traitor would think, but from a strategic perspective, they are likely already aligning themselves with our enemies. You think they're making a deal with the Drax? I would bet my life on it, sir. Even if they trust you would honor their sovereignty when we defeat the Drax, they need to have a plan B in case our efforts fail. So from that perspective, making a deal with both sides of the war seems like the smart thing to do. But I also think they would prefer mankind wins. Either way, they can't lose. The Chinese would certainly never want to yield to those monsters. Perhaps not, but they do want to survive and remain in power, even if it means sacrificing their people. Sir, speak of the devil. President Wei is asking to speak with you on a conference call. Put him through. King Osiris, the world is divided in your handling of London bombing. So many deaths for just one nuclear bomb. We understand there was a malfunction in your memory machine that caused this. I want you to know our top Chinese scientists are at your disposal if you need any help in fixing this flaw in your machine. It is greatly appreciated, President Wei. But we have isolated the flaw and have made the necessary repairs to make sure we do not make an error of that magnitude again. Well, this is certainly good news. Also, our mining efforts in Africa have not been as smooth as we would like. It seems there are some countries that have challenged our claims and our intelligence sources indicate there is an alignment forming to war against America and our cause. What country specifically are you talking about, Wei? I'm outlining the countries in our report I'm sending to Lord Arabi's office now as we speak. In those reports, you will find all the geographic information about the lands in dispute. There are also a list of names of people in those countries that are in charge of the resistance. With your permission, we would like to invade those countries with our allied forces to conquer these countries, your majesty. Conquer is a little bit of a strong word, don't you think? What else would you call it? Never mind. Permission granted. Lord Ora will look over the reports and we'll send you all the forces you request. Osiris, we're requesting a small team of Spartans, especially a night Spartan. Sir, that would not be wise. I suspect Wei wants to capture a Spartan and hand them over to the Drax. This might be a trap he is setting up. Agreed. Well, President Wei, I'll get back to you on the Spartans. It may not be necessary. Our ground forces and air support should be more than enough. I will double-check to see if there are any in the region. I understand, Osiris. I thank you for your allegiance. Sir, there's no way we should trust the Chinese, especially that now they are requesting reinforcements by way of the Spartans and the Night Spartan. This would be a monumental mistake, sir. 
Do you realize what this means? Yes, of course I do. They are making alliances with the Drax. They sure didn't wait long. You were right, Jeremy. What do you suppose would be the smart thing to do at this juncture? Perhaps we should play along and pretend to be preoccupied with the continuing efforts of the war. We should invade those countries in the resistance aggressively and show no mercy. Are you sure that this is the best way, sir? There might be some alternatives which would deal with the resistance and still keep the Chinese at arm's length. I'm listening. Well, sir, maybe we should dispatch Lord Samuel to that region for a diplomatic solution to the resistance. She is well respected and has been effective in the matters involving the Middle East and Northern Africa in the past. It may be worth a shot to use her connections in that part of the world to see if there is a way to talk about the issues at hand and resolve the matter without using more force. The world is already aware of our might and willingness to use nuclear weapons. Perhaps showing no mercy, as you say, would be counterproductive in our efforts to unite the people of the world. You make a valid point, Lord Oreb. I will let you put together this strategy and outline it for Lord Samuel. She is currently in Bermuda, overseeing the trials of European government officials captured during the invasion of Switzerland. And people say we are ruthless. You have shown great mercy on many people, such as those European degenerates. In my opinion, they should have been shot a long time ago. I agree with you. But these trials have less to do with public opinion and more to do with squeezing them. You see, as long as they know I am just a hand gesture away from their execution, there's always a chance they'll sing. And there are some deathly afraid of us drawing out the rats from the sewers. You mean drawing the Drax out into the open? Well, sure. It's a long shot, but I see this spectacle more as bait than mercy. I understand, Your Majesty. I will put an outline together for Lord Samuel and have her dispatched as soon as possible.
unexpected surprise. Is it really? No, not really. But it has been quite a while. What is it? I come to warn you about your plans. You are underestimating the silos. <laughs> the surprise just keep coming. I think you have gotten soft. Or maybe you have been hoodwinked by a silence, a mortal imbecile. The creator is watching over him and protecting him. You are making a mistake going at him head on. There are more effective ways to destroy a silence and America. Such as? Such as invading them now as opposed to waiting for them to come to you. They are not prepared for an invasion, and it would be overwhelming for them. Not to mention the panic it would cause, and fear it would instill in the billions of people on this planet. <laughs> I never knew you were a military strategist, as well as a beloved angel. Let me ask you. Why are so interested in the outcome of this war? I fail to see how our success would benefit you. Perhaps I've grown tired of Asylus and his crusade. I prefer to have the world in a harmonious balance, and he has disrupted that balance. Well, if he is being protected by the Creator, then it would be his wish for that disruption, would it not? You are not tired of Asylus. You are trying to use us to make a move on the Creator. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're making a mistake. Oh, now I see why humans are so scared of you. You look very scary when you're angry. Mistake was yours, coming here and trying to dictate us what to do about those worms. As much as I appreciate your apparently good intent, I must go now. Lemuria, if you wait for them to come, they won't be alone. They will have immortals of their own. Enough. Be gone.
Satan. that rule over the governments of countries, but they do not rule America. Not anymore. Not anymore. Ephesians 6.12 gives us more clarity on this. It reads, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This war is not just on earth, but in the heavens as well. This war is for our souls. As your king, I could no longer in good conscience sit idle while knowing these maniacs sat atop of white marble palaces and governments and golden thrones around the world continuing to peel the skins off of living human beings and gorging themselves on their flesh and blood. Their shameless abomination had to come to an end. America had to step in. We had to fight them to free our neighbors from the control and fetishes of the elite, their sadistic needs, their psychopathic cults. Americans don't stand and watch our brothers and sisters be slaughtered in cold blood or stand and do nothing while little children are fed to beasts and sick and twisted offerings. We believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for everyone, everywhere. God has granted America glorious victories because of our spirit, because God knows our hearts and our minds. We have taken the necessary steps forward to cleanse more of our world, the lands of beauty and grace, lands created and given to us by our almighty creator. And though many lives have been tragically lost, 
Though we have won battles and wars, though America is now the greatest nation this planet has ever seen, there is still much more we need to do. The Great War may be over, but the revolution marches on! We will continue our push forward, on to unite the entire globe, all of us, to face our greatest challenge yet. We march on with the grace of God as the wind that will carry us. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And with the grace of God, we will prevail. Silas, episode 21, Malafide, starring J.B. Torres as King Silas and Beals, Steve Fisher as Lord Jeremy Oreb, Alexander Yang as President Wei, Puneet Bashin as Lemuria, Dan Delgado as news announcer, Don Rosinski as newsreader Tom Novak, and narrated by Sergei Brezhnikov. This episode features the song Fading Slowly by Nightlights. Download the music of Nightlights on iTunes and Bandcamp today. And Destroy, she says, by Zoe Leela. Other contributions by Young Logos, Walt Disney, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasilas.com. And now, a word from our podcast friends. I'm Israel Sanchez. And I'm Sydney Chance. And together we co-host Crime on the Mind, a true crime podcast with a sense of humor. Join us every Tuesday as we take a NASA professional look into the mind of a criminal. From heartbreaking murders and missing persons to a guy who gouges his own eyes and eats one of them. We cover it all with respect to the victims and a lot of sarcastic judgment to the bad guys. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2019. And stay tuned for episode 22. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mutual. Happy birthday to you and many more. (laughs) This was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network, which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year. It was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? Because the CDC recommends, during this COVID-19 situation, that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands, and a little bit up your wrists, and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. 
If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.